Welcome to the Wealthworthy Podcast. I'm Trisha. Hi, I'm Darian. Thank you for joining us. This week, we'll be talking about keeping it real about your spending and investing habits. So one of the primary things that brought this up is the fact that we are in a situation now where there are going to be a lot of purchases that seem attractive. There are a lot of things that could be luring you to spend your money in different ways. And so we wanted to get ahead of that before all the spending is done and we're questioning our purchases. So just to kind of kick things off, talking through the idea of buying when things are on sale is a huge topic that we all fall for in in different ways, right? So right now, I think one of the biggest things that kind of lure people in is when you're talking about huge purchases, like buying a house, buying a car, right? Like buying any kind of real assets. You are looking at what kind of deals can you get out of the situation. And in today's environment, we're really talking about cases for vehicles where you could be purchasing at 0% APR or no money down, or, you know, they're offering all kind of attractive deals that can lure you into getting something even if you don't need it. So when it comes to actually buying, if you're buying a vehicle or buying a home because you need it or because you realize that there's a gap in what what you have versus what you need to get your day-to-day things done, then that's a different story than just simply saying like, hmm, no money down or no interest. Like that sounds like a good thing for me to go into. Let me trade in my car or let me trade this thing in or refinance my house so that I could get a better deal when those things could be costing you in the long run. Or it could be you getting trapped into something because the 0% APR is only going to be if you have a great credit score. It won't be for you if your score is mediocre. And a lot of times, if you're already at that point where you're sold on the vehicle, you might still go through with the purchase, which means that it's no longer that same attractive deal that you thought you were getting. And even if you do get the 0%, but you didn't have a car payment before, now your money is having to stretch different ways. So just be cautious and cognizant of the fact that you need to be spending on areas that matter to you. You need to spend your money wisely and prioritize the things that are important. Uh, Of course, if you have more, you can spend more. But if you have specific financial goals, now's the time to stay on course with that long-term plan. So if the plan is you invest a certain amount every month without touching it, if you plan to steadily increase your investments, if you're able to contribute more into the stock market, then that's fine, but you can't go over indulging in areas that are outside of your long-term plan just because things seem to be on sale. Any thoughts on that? I think you have to stick with your game plan, stick to your budget. 
I think refinancing your home is one thing, but refinancing a vehicle, you can trade in a vehicle to get something new at this point in time. You just gotta make sure it makes sense for you. Cause a lot of times some things sound good, but in the long run, it can hinder you or hurt you. So you have to make sure that it, it will be an asset and not turn into a liability later. Right. Even talking about purchasing stocks in the stock market or purchasing different instruments in the market, you really do have to be mindful of what you're spending because now since a lot of companies' stocks are going down, people are more inclined to participate in the market which is great, but you want to follow the same strategy that you were following before things started to decline so rapidly. So you don't want to get caught up just leveraging because you can buy on margin when it comes to those instruments. Like You don't want to borrow other people's money just in the name of trying to make more, if, especially if you don't know what you're doing, right? Like if you have enough money to back you up if that deal doesn't go as expected or if you're not able to recoup the kind of gains that you thought you would get in time, and like if you have enough money to back you up on it, then you can make decisions that work for you. But I would not advise anybody to go out and spend their last dollars because they're looking at it as an opportunity to become rich because that's something they've heard from different media platforms or different people they're following. Now, like I have nothing to gain by saying like, oh, go spend your money or don't spend your money. But the reality is that I want all of us to be focused on what the long-term goals are. And the best way to do that is to have it written down or really the idea of doing your own research, right? Like people love to say, do your own research without giving any kind of context. But the, the reality is you need to be looking at different articles, different videos, different training materials, people who you can trust or ideas and concepts that you trust are good advice, but I still wouldn't say that you can follow everything down to a science, especially when it comes to telling you to spend your money, right? You have to look at it from the outside, peeking in and just say, this is what will make the most sense. Like These are the reasons I'm looking at investing in certain vehicles. Like I am interested in this stock because I've looked at the financials. A lot of the platforms that we're using today will give you snapshots of those financials. So do a quick comparison. Look at one of their competitors and see what those same ratios say or what those same numbers say on each stock. So then you can say like, well, this one is higher, so it must be better in this area. Or, you know, when it comes to finance and accounting, uh, a lot of the numbers that you see are crafted in a way that will help the companies show the kind of story they want. So you can't just assume that everything is apples to apples all the time. You really have to do as much digging as you can. Um, like not to say that all the numbers are shady, 
But <laughs> the reality is that if you are going on stage presenting about yourself, you're going to share the things that are best about you. And if somebody else is talking about you, they have more free range to say, like, well, these things about her aren't so great. But you might not go up there and say that about yourself. And that's the same thing with companies and with stocks. People are going to share the things that make them look the best or craft the stories that make them sound appealing to all of their investors. So you have to keep that in mind when you're reading the stories about how great different companies are doing, especially during this time. Like, yes, uh, a ton of people are using things like Zoom, buying tons of uh, consumer products, right? Like we're all pouring into those areas right now and all is fine in that way. But the people who would be making the money off of the increases on those stocks likely already made their money and you have now come in at the tail end of it, hoping that you'll still get a piece of that game. So whether you really will or not stands the test of time, but you have to do your own digging to tell if that's something worth looking into. So you might see previous highs where you're like, oh, that stock made it all the way to X amount of dollars. So it'll likely rebound back to those numbers. Maybe it will, but what if it takes three years? What if it takes five years? Are you in the game for that long haul? Or is your line of vision now just, oh, what's going to happen in the next month or two? So you really have to take the time to gauge what you think is priced into the market, what you think will change about the market. You really do have to look at all of the effects before pouring in or leveraging in tons of money. So that was one of the big things, especially when it comes to these kind of situations where everything seems cheap, like even airline tickets, right? Like things just seem cheap and you can buy into it, but with airline tickets, <laughs> the short term is definitely not guaranteed. I think we're all hoping that within the next month or two, we can start seeing some level of normal. But what if the reality is that normal won't return until the end of the year or next year? We really have to be mindful of what it is that we're getting into. The good thing with airlines is that at least you could probably push it out. There's probably some cancellation flexibility but other areas might not be as flexible, right? Like you're not gonna be able to get rid of a car as quickly as you would want to. You're not gonna be able to get rid of any kind of large real asset as quickly as you would want to. So just be mindful of the type of spending that you're getting yourself into. Another area that I would want to spend some time talking through is just when it comes to these stimulus checks. If you've been able to get a stimulus check, what you do with the money hopefully has a lot to do with what you've prioritized. But I think that a lot of times we have ideas of what we're gonna do with money before we have it, but then as soon as it's in your hands, something different happens. All of a sudden you need all these other things that weren't on the radar before, or you kept them at bay because it wasn't priority, but now that you have this influx, like, are you still sticking to your priorities? And it's not a ton of money, but 
you know, it, it's more than what you had the day before. <laughs> so you do have to be mindful of how you're spending and what you're doing with any money that comes into your hands. I think you just have to be smart and make good decisions. Like she just said, it's not a lot of money. Everybody's needs are different, so people know what they need to do with their money. But I think the biggest thing you could do, if it was me, I'd invest a portion of it. Even if it's $300, $400, at least try to invest some of your money in something that will give you a return. We use Ally Bank. It's really good. So it's pretty simple to set up an account with them, and at least you know you'll get some type of return on your money. I think sometimes when people get a lump sum of money so fast, especially how things are happening now in the world, you just almost feel like it's last forever, but we all know money doesn't last forever, and we all have bills and have things that we need to purchase and take care of, so I would always just say my advice, just be small with any money you get, you know, just try to make good decisions, you know, I think it's interesting, because even before this happened, a lot of people had got their tax returns, that first wave of tax, tax returns that came out, and people were just going out here, just spending, spending, spending. Then this happened. Now, a lot of people have gotten a stimulus check, and it's just constant spending, 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 spending. And that has to stop because you have to be able to save money, you know. And the thing about it, even with spending money now, you can't go anywhere. So it's like outside of groceries and essential things that you need, where are you going with the clothes and the shoes? You're going to be stuck in the house. So, it, I mean, to me, it doesn't make any sense. Just my logic. Yeah, so let's be clear that we are, as an economy receiving stimulus checks so that you'll spend the money. We would not be receiving anything <laughs> if they didn't think you would spend the money. So by saying or attempting to save any money, that already goes against what the economic studies would are showing in terms of the propensity to spend. The idea is that the more you have, the more you spend. So they've given you more so that you can go out and spend that money. But the onus is really on you to take those funds and decide how to prioritize it. And if you didn't get any funds, right, you have to prioritize what you have. So you can't go out and say like, oh, because this person is spending, now let me follow into those same footsteps. You really have to decide what makes the most sense for you. If you have bills that need to be made up, like maybe this can help to make up those costs. Maybe it's not enough to do that. Maybe you need to call all of your different debtors and say, hey, I owe money, but I can only afford to pay X amount. Or will you give me this much time to accumulate more money, right? You have to figure out how to negotiate on your own behalf so that you're not trapped with a ton of money by the time or a ton of money that you owe by the time that this is all over. So just think through different scenarios and how it plays into what your end goal looks like. Because even if you're not earning what you would like or what you had been in the past, you have to figure out how to make this situation work for you. And that may, the answer to that may not be spend everything that you have. The answer might be figure out how to negotiate. And another thing on this note, is just if you didn't have an emergency fund before this all happens because you were living that paycheck to paycheck 
life doesn't even matter if it's because you could can afford to do it or you could but you were living beyond what you should like doesn't matter the reality comes back to what are your priorities and what should you be spending the money on so just think through how you tackle everything that we're going through now um, especially when we're watching people hoard a ton of consumer products and it's just raising more questions on like well shoot if you don't have money to spend on this like now what makes you think that spending all your funds on certain products are going to help increase the quality of your life right like you just have to weigh the options granted I will say that there are things that I would usually only buy when it's on sale but if you're in a situation where you now have to just purchase things because it's available, then, you know, there's some understanding in that. But you really do have to evaluate what makes sense for your situation. I think, too, another area that we really have to keep it real about is around what makes sense for furthering your goals, your professional goals, your education goals, your goals to learn new skills, right? Like those are all things that we should continuously be working on. We should be looking at ways to improve on a regular basis, particularly if that's a part of your prior priorities. If you're saying it's important to me to learn these new skills or to become this kind of person, then whatever you do to get to that angle is important. But during this time, I think there becomes a propensity to say, I need to spend more money to go back to school, or I need to spend money to gain the skills that I would like to. And in some cases, that might be the right decision. You might need to gain certain skills and the only way to get them might be through paying a certain amount of money but during times of uncertainty you really have to consider what that cost benefit looks like so if it's costing you a ton of money to gain skills that might not be useful at the end then you need to reevaluate if it makes sense to even follow through on that if it's gonna be something quick like a quick turnaround like oh if I do this in six months then I have a role, I could find a role that is in high demand, then that's different. So like, obviously, if you're a healthcare worker and you up your certifications to do more things in healthcare right now, even before all of this, that was always going to be something in high demand. If you're looking at certain things in the tech field and you're upping your skills so that you can get a certain kind of role, that could work in your benefit as well. But the difference is come down to what kind of experience will be necessary for you to see that all come to fruition. Because sometimes just piling up on education leaves you without the kind of experience that employers are going to want. So you really have to weigh out like how can you get that experience or how can you get the education and is this something that'll be marketable? Don't just go spending money and then it won't be marketable, which is a lot of what we've had to deal with with the last recession, right? A lot of people came out with skills, qualified individuals, and we saw a lot of 
unbalance in the market where people were working jobs that they were overqualified for. And in this situation, it's pointing to another recession. Granted, by the time we're all able to go back into the market, it may be a quick rebound or it could be a slow, steady rebound, but you don't want to have yourself be the one caught up because you decided to just spend, spend, spend. But if it is going to be something that you see well worth it or you already have some of the skills and so this will only push you a little bit further then great go for it right I, I'm always looking for ways to improve myself as well but you can't just spend all your money and then be in a less leveraged position like you want to have the upper hand is the end goal of all of this all right so in the end really our goal is to do the things that will help us to be our best versions of ourselves and if wealth building is a high priority for you looking at the areas that can help you do that will be the most beneficial so looking at how you can further your goals like what are you doing in terms of spending how are you investing are you sticking to the plan that you've set out earlier on if things aren't panning out the way that you want them to how are you adjusting are you still investing do you not have room to invest what's the plan to keep you on course so that even when you do get back into the swing of things you're resuming doing the things that you should be to further your goals right like just keep in mind and be mindful of everything that you're doing with your money at this time be honest with yourselves because your friends and family can tell you all day what you should do and they might have your best interests at heart when it comes to giving you that kind of advice but you the person who's holding the money is really the one making the lasting decision so you have to know that you're doing things without any regrets so make it wise be smart don't let people take all your money please all right thank you guys for joining us see you next time on wealthworthy bye, bye.